Welcome to the Mosh Zone, episode 68, week 68, volume 68, number fucking 68. How you going, guys? How's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. So this week's guest is Tom from Chelsea Grin. That will be coming up later in the show. So I thought I'd take this time at the start of the show to say thank you to everyone that has recently been tuning into the show. Thank you to everyone that's been sharing the show, whether it's a guest or just a general listener. Thank you, guys. We've been smashing and excelling in our listening numbers. Plus, we've also been making some of the charts. We've been making the top 100 of Australia, UK, US, Poland, Sweden, and Thailand. Much love to everyone that's listening. Welcome to the Mosh Zone, and we hope you tune in every fucking week. Thank you guys again for everyone that's been doing their thing to help this show grow. It's all because of you guys listening, so thank you again. Take this little moment for a bit of housekeeping. Don't forget there is the rating, reviewing, and subscribing of however you listen to your podcast. So if you're on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us. If you're on SoundCloud, give it a like. If you're on Stitcher, make sure you subscribe to us. Whatever it takes, guys, help us grow. It's really vital that you rate, review, subscribe, follow, like, all of that stuff. It's vital to helping us grow. The other thing is, if you are using Spotify, don't forget we've got a couple of playlists on there. We've got the Mosh Zone guest list. That's all songs from our guests, of course, says it in the title. And we've also got the Mosh Zone Cranked, which is where we put the latest, hottest new songs going around. Also, guys, don't forget, are you following us on Facebook and Instagram? On Facebook, we'd love it if you gave us a recommendation and a rating. You'll see it as soon as you open our Facebook page, which is the Mosh Zone. And of course, don't forget to follow us and like us on Twitter and Instagram. All of those are at the Mosh Zone. So let's get into the important part of the show, the part of the show that you're really tuned in for, and that is this week's Mosh interview. This week, I got to sit down and have a chat with Tom from Chelsea Grin, formerly of Lorna Shaw. It was a great opportunity to get to know about the man himself. We got to really discover his passions, a little bit of history with Lorna Shaw, a bit of history with Chelsea Grin, and everything else in between. Got to say thank you so much, Tom. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. Really thankful that he took some time out for me and the Mosh Zone. That chat with Tom is coming up now. Um, So do you remember kind of not necessarily a heavy band, but do you remember a band that helped you discover music was a thing? Uh, Probably... What, for like heavy, heavy music? No, just music in general. Like, I mean, I know personally my first band I discovered was Aerosmith. So, I mean... Oh, um, well, I'd have to probably say Soundgarden when I was younger. Wow. Because when I was with my dad, he'd always ask me, he'd be like, do you know who this is? And I wouldn't know. And he'd be, he would tell me the band. And the next time he would ask me, I would remember. So, I mean, my earliest memories were probably with my dad asking me, what who is what and maybe hearing iron man by ozzy osbourne at a younger age it was that kind of shit that really you know captivated me as a fucking kid because my dad wanted to get me involved because you know i guess i was a weird ass kid and he wanted 
talk more and he would just ask me about music and from there I grew older and my brother would be like listening to like Fear Factory and Limp Biscuit now and I, you know I was like holy shit this stuff is wild so I mean God, I guess we have my dad to thank for it um what about heavy music like Fear Factory drew you in was it the aggressiveness was it the attitude drums wow I wanted drums before anything I've always wanted to be a drummer but I did drums for a little bit and then I was in a band for a while and couldn't really find a vocalist. So I was like, I guess I can try this and give it a shot. And it kind of grew from there. And I got a little bit more knowledge as the years moved on. And and now I'm here today with Chelsea Grin. So, so what about a drum kit? What drew you in? Was it just the the craziness of it? Was the, what, what about drums? The steering wheel. Just watching my dad drum every song. I know my dad, he's... He can't sing for shit, and you know, I, I, he always asks me because I have a couple like drums in the basement just sitting there. He wants to know one. I'll put them together for him. But I'm thinking when I get home from this tour, I'm gonna get some hardware and all that good jazz, and get him like a, a double pedal and some cymbals to fuck around with. But yeah, I just, I just was always fascinated by like, I guess, the rhythm and stuff like that. I could, I could never play guitar because I know I'm not that coordinated enough. So I. It was just drums was always something that I wanted to do because I would just watch my dad. So music's obviously something that's been in the household when you were growing up. Um, More with my dad. You know, mm. my dad is just, you know, he's he's a wild man. So it's only necessary that the music he listens to is wild as well. <laughs> and, you know, it trickles down with my brother. And, you know, I don't, I don't remember growing up other than, you know, some moments with, you know, maybe me smacking the ball around outside with my dad or having, you know, a family pool party. And when my sister graduated school and, you know, there would be like the Beatles would be playing on the fucking on a boom box outside. You know, the it's like that was the shit that I can recall. And my best memories, all my good memories have always been, I guess, around music. So obviously he was, was he someone that championed and helped you see music as a career or was it kind of more of a passion thing? It was, it was just something he liked. And, you know, I always wanted to be closer with my dad because, you know, my older brother, my older brother played baseball. My older sister was really good in school. My other sister had diabetes. So, you know, he was always focusing on everybody's other stuff. You know, I was younger, you know, I come up, I come from a family of eight people, uh, four, uh, brothers all from the same parents so you know i was just always trying to get attention you know whatever way that i could my parents you know everybody was always focusing on whatever was the the latest craze in the house because my brother was going to play professional baseball and you know my dad wanted him to do that in the best of his ability but my brother ended up hurting his arm lifting like so he fucked his elbow up so no pitching after that but yeah, I guess music has just always been there, but my dad never wanted me to be a musician, you know. I've been doing this now for almost 10 years, mm. and, you know, my dad was always like, this shit, it's cool, but, like, how are you going to sustain yourself? He'd always was a trade man. He was like, go be a plumber, go be a mason, go be a this, go be a that. And it was like, you know, I always, I, I had a few jobs growing up, and the jobs that I did have were all physical labor. And it was always, you know, man's man's work or mm. some type of or I was a cook in some places and or I washed dishes and I had so many freaking jobs, but my dad never wanted me to play music. And it's up until now where he realizes he's like, 
there's a band from fucking Utah that wants you to play with them and you're about to tour <laughs> the country and the world and doing this. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's about time, you know, some, maybe some cool shit's going to happen from this. And now he's like more like more in tune with it, but just like any other older head who's, you know, about sustainability and, and money, he just wants to see success. And he knows that just like being a baseball player, just like being a singer, just like, you know, you, you're one in a million because you know how many people that shit and how many people want to be able to make their music known and shit like that. And I did do it. I did it for a while with another band, Lorna Shore. And, you know, we did good. We did well for a while. And, you know, opportunity came around and I couldn't, you can't say no to stuff like this. So, so what was it like for you at school? Were you kind of, Oh, I did horrible. Well, I mean, were you, were you a kid that associated as, I mean, anyone that sees your appearance now, I mean, you, you're tattooed, you got stretches, you know, you look like a metalhead. I mean, as much as people don't like to say it, but we all, when we go a certain look, we go metalhead. But during school, did you associate yourself as an alternative kid? Like, was that kind of your image? Was that what you backed yourself as, if that makes sense? Uh, I think high school is when I started being more myself. Uh, Like, wore, like, skinny jeans and, like, wore black clothes all the time. But I had my ears were not never this big in high school. I think the biggest they were in high school was uh, in uh, an eighth of an inch. Okay. And I remember would be like get good grades and you could do whatever the fuck you want. And granted, you know they started as little assholes. It progressively grew, and my mom was like, "What the fuck? These were never this size at one, you know." <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, I was never. Our, I never had tattoos. I had one tattoo in high school and that was at the end of the year when I got tattooed and you know that was at the top of my arm and it wasn't anything crazy but I knew people who had like their forearms tattooed in high school and they had stretched ears and it was just something I was into and I guess it was maybe even identity thing because you know at one point in your life everyone's trying to figure out who you are Mm. at a whatever it is because you know growing up is a it's a sticky situation because you're in many mm. situations where you can grow or you can diminish depending on what's bringing you up and depending yes. on what's bringing you down, you know. And I don't know. I guess I just kind of stuck to doing what I wanted. And I got more tattoos over time. And my older brother, he was always heavily tattooed. And, you know, I was like, I want fucking tattoos too. And, you know, you know, and now he's tattooed, you know, he's not tattooed on his neck, but he's a. Tattoos, a full body suit. He's completely tattooed everywhere except his hands and, you know, his neck and shit because he's a businessman. And, you know, I don't know. A lot of people in my family are pretty tattooed. So. So, so high school, pretty much by the sounds of things for you, was just a time where you just had to get it over with. Like a lot of us. I mean, I was the same. It was I couldn't wait to get out of that thing. You know, that pressure of you have to achieve this, otherwise you're a failure. I mean, they really imprint that on you, which is fucked up in its many ways. Well, it prepares you for the system. You know, yeah. if you got to realize, man, everything is systematic and everybody wants you to go to school, go to work, get married, have a kid, you know, die. That's yeah. kind of what this <laughs> And, you know, life is a long journey. But it feels like a short journey when you are directed up until you're 18 years old and then you're thrown out into the world, which is college, quote unquote, or jobs, whatever the fuck you want to pursue. And they don't teach you the shit you should know in school. They just teach you some bullshit ass history that's rewritten so people can be proud and be nationalist where they're from. And, you know, it's all programming. 
you know, I looked on uh, one of the, there's these tests that they give in America. So they're like the standardized test things for Terra Nova. They call it the Terra Nova or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, one of the questions was, if you could work for, if you were a boss in a company, would you implement for people to have microchips implanted into their arms? Why or why not? Whoa. Now you tell me, do you think that that's fucking programming, preparing them for what's ahead in the future? I think so. I fucking think so. It's wow. a scary world we're living right now. And you know what, man? I don't know if it's just the metal community pays more attention to it and the rest of the world's like, like kind of fucking existing and doing their thing and watching Game of Thrones or watching the Met game at night, whatever the fuck it is that people do to bypass what feelings they really feel of things they should have did, but instead they chose the route of the safe route or mm. the the guaranteed route, but why, if you have this long ass journey, why the fuck would you take the beaten? I mean, why would you take the path always taken? Why not take the lesser path? Cause you're more luckily, you're more likely to find treasure. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's fucked up. Wow. What a question that they, they give. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all programming, all that shit. And fuck. you know, it ain't no bullshit. It's, it's real. And it's as it's as alarming as some of the things that the world is currently going through, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Wow, I mean that that in that's alarming, but that's also shaping minds because that's telling people that this is what we want you to look forward to having. Oh yeah, fuck. You know that's that's crazy, man. That's a very scary thing. Shit. And then speaking on scary things, I mean, as an American, for you. What's your reaction to the fact that you have this guy with a really crappy wig running your country? Well, here's the thing. I try not to – I don't talk about politics too much because, you know, I will answer your question. But, mm. you know, there's a lot of different things that people lean towards in this country where, you know, your power is based on your your social stature, mm-hmm. your money, um, um, in my opinion, maybe even your skin, depending on mm. opportunity that comes to you because, you know – 1960s they abolished it i was talking to my drummer pablo today about this you know in the 60s they had the race riots and all that shit and you know you know racism was kind of destroyed and now it's 2019 we're supposed to have fucking flying cars and uh people are still focusing on what you look like Mm. you know you have all these people trying to identify themselves and be whatever it is but like yo aren't you human Mm. aren't i aren't i human but realize that everything is manipulated through media social media music you know everything is in 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 the same ballpark of one another like i believe that there's a huge there's just a bigger picture and you know people have fallen for it and not many people understand because you know at least they have their show to watch at nine o'clock or (laughs) at least they have the weekend to look forward to after their five days of work at least they look forward to getting taxed out the ass at the end of the year. <laughs> you know, it's just like insanity. You know, I don't, I don't know. But as for the the political question you asked, I believe that he's <clears throat> all political pi- figures <coughs> are just are figures. Hmm. The real people, are the ones that make the 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 moves based on money, like the gas stations, the the multi billion dollar corporations. You know. You can pretend that the president is the one that makes the choice, but it's, you know, Congress. And then who's above Congress that, you know, tells them what to do. You never really know, man. Someone always answers to someone. 
And that's the problem. Everyone, no one wants to listen to that and no one wants to follow the money. When you follow the money, you can see where the source of anything is. And people choose not to look because why look if you, quote unquote, have no power? Yeah. But they say, I watch Disney. They talk about it all the time back in the day. Have you ever watched the fucking this movie called The Bug's Life? Oh, yeah, yeah. They talk about one ant stands up, the rest of the ants are going to stand up, and then how are you going to stop them? You know, it's just the mentality of if you keep everybody dumb, then everyone's going to be dumb. And then everyone's going to fight amongst themselves, you know. I remember growing up and, like, going to barbecues in my neighborhood, hanging out with the neighbors. You don't see that anymore. You see kids on their phone. You see kids playing Fortnite. It's all – that's not what, you know, it's supposed to be. Yeah, we're getting, getting, you know, sedated and disinterested, really, is probably – yeah. Um, So let's get back into a bit of music thing. So you were saying that you were in in a band – yeah, and you're playing drums. Um, and then you kind of had to switch up to being a vocalist. So yeah. when you started doing vocals, where did you find your lessons or teachings? Was that online or did you just kind of wing it and go, look, I'm just going to try and achieve this? Wing the fuck out of it as wow. anybody do something. And, you know, I had so many people to look up to in my scene that I would try to emulate how they would do it. And, you know... Um, that we had bands like uh, Grimace or yeah. an Abortion Memory, and like those are some of the fucking heaviest bands. And you can look those bands up, and you'll be like, to this day, <laughs> you'll be like, that is some of the heaviest, angriest music you'll ever hear. And those were my idols growing up. It was the people in my scene, and I just tried to be like that, just like anybody else who has someone they look up to. You just want to be like who you like, and whether you sound like that or not you know, you do your best and you grow hopefully and you learn and hopefully in the learning process, you don't fuck yourself up. So did you, during the early stages, ever lose your voice? Was there any, any moments of, you know, you weren't sure if it was something you could actually do? Well, realistically, all I would do would do be like a one, it'd be like a death growl. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever watched Death Clock, yeah, that's kind of how I did my screams. It was like a low, like mid, mid low and my high, I tried sounding like either Frankie from Muir or Mitch from Suicide Silence or, you know, something like that. And, you know, obviously you can't do that. You don't understand the ins and outs of that shit at a young age. So you just try to emulate it. And really, really you learn over the years that, you know, it's manipulation of your mouth, your tongue, the, your diaphragm, where you put the mic, how you hold the mic. And there's a lot of shit to it, you know. There's a lot of things you could do, and you don't realize that at a young age because you just want to do it. And your your sound over the years has got to a point where, I mean, you're you're now self you're teaching others. I mean, you're giving back. Um, oh yeah, and that's something that's very that's something that people do now. But is that something you wish maybe someone had the ability to do when you were starting out? Well, you know what's crazy is at a young age you aren't taken so seriously, mm. and I- and that because when I was younger, I would ask people that I look up to, I'm like, how do you do that? And they'd pat you on the head and they'd tell you to practice and send you on your way. Be like, <laughs> hey, thanks for the insight, bro. And mm. from there, you the almighty YouTube. And the almighty YouTube, praise YouTube, you learn as best as you can because there's kids just as eager as you and just as willing as you that want to do it just as hard as you. So if you look, you shall find. That is honestly what it comes down to. And most people don't want to put in the work. They just want that 
how do I do that? Okay, I'll do that, and that's what I'll do. It's nah, bro. It takes years to get your shit right. Like, you think you're gonna go to the gym and bench press five fucking hundred pounds? You go to the gym and you bench press 80, then 90, then 100, and like you build and build and build. And then, you know, sometimes you tear your muscle when you're lifting weights and you got to take a week off or, or two weeks off. Maybe that'll happen when you're screaming. You know, you got to learn your limits. You got to understand how your body handles shit. You know, you got to treat your body good too. You know, I'm a firm believer the things you eat are what create you as a human. You know, every 30 days, your body regenerates skin cells and shit like that. So the skin that comes back is doctored on what you eat. If you're eating good shit, then you'll have healthy skin. You know, if your insides are good, then you're going to be good. And then maybe you'll be able to scream or sing better. And, you know, you got all these people that have their little their little gimmicks, like, oh, I smoke cigarettes, or, oh, I took a shot before I fucking do a set. And it's like, you know, you abuse the shit out of your, your pipes before you do that. Yeah, I, mm. you know, mm. it's amazing. And it's like, whatever it is that gets people hyped to do what they do, you know, I think the proper way to do it is good regiment, uh, good or regiment with, uh, like warm ups, um, breathing exercises. Um, I've done a series of series of research off of people who breathe certain ways. There's a gentleman called William Hoff and he can basically climb up Mount Everest in underwear. And he's 50 years old, based out of Norway, fucking those Norwegian people, bro, are the most mm-hmm. metal motherfuckers out of the, on the planet. And you can go, for $500 a week and and you get to hang out with him and he'll teach you breathing techniques, how to control your your emotion, how to control your body heat, how to control your heart. Because this guy can sit in like 30 degree water and uh, kept his uh, his kept his body temperature at 98 degrees for two hours. Wait. Look him up. He's a god. And, you know, he's teaching people how to do it. So if you have information, why keep it to yourself? If you have the ability to make something better, why keep it to yourself? You know, and you can look at that way with the pharmaceutical industry. You know, mm-hmm. they, they quote unquote have the cures and the answers, but like you merely give the band aids for the people suffering. And you know, there's people, I am a firm believer that there's people that know how to cure things and they, like, 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 like my friend says, uh, a, pa- a patient cured is a customer lost. Yes. Yep. So. Keep them coming back and how do you keep them coming back you have the food all fucked up the food's giving people like off autism and all this crazy shit and kids are being born all fucked up and people are like oh i don't get it it's like you do get it because go read what's on the back of a snickers bar and you can't pronounce half the shit that's in it mm-hmm. you know to uh europe for the first time and i read what was on the back of a candy bar it was like milk nuts chocolate and some other bullshit and i was like what only four ingredients what the fuck and you go to America, and it was like, Byzantium gum gel, fucking <laughs> die number one, fucking bisiderate, sodium, all this crazy shit. And you're like, what? But people are too busy counting the calories when really you should be counting chemicals. Yes. I think you also, with the vocals, what you said there is really important that it is an instrument too. And, you know, any instrument you pick up, you can't be the best in the world straight off. You have to learn. And vocals are something you need to learn and you need to grow. And um, part of it is also growing your vocal cords to be able to do what you're doing because those vocal cords aren't supposed to bend like that normally. So it's going to take time and you'll get there. Um, Now... Want to touch a bit on before we get to some Chelsea Grin stuff is though those years when Lorna Shaw started out, you did your first two EPs, they were only digital. Um, if memory corrects me right, now at the time, was that a 
a conscious thing that you were only going to release your first stuff digitally or was it that you know it's easier financially just to release stuff online than it is to press oh, it what record what one are you talking about, talk about Mephistium? uh triumph and bone kingdom okay so triumph we were we were fucking kids mm-hmm. and, you know we i mean we had like printed cds that we would make with the one from best buy and we would sell at shows and you know bone kingdom i was like the next stepped up and we did i think we did have uh a few physicals we just didn't have the money mm. you know as we grew as a band as we made more money selling merch and the merch wasn't that good you know and you just grow and if your scene's good and your scene's supportive then you're gonna grow it's the same shit it's like what we talked about earlier if your environment is of good nature then you're going to grow in that in that fertile soil if you're growing in, in an area where it's hard and you you know it's not healthy for you as a band or whatever the fuck a musician it's gonna be rough you know it's like going to high school and getting bullied it's gonna be rough no one wants to go there and deal with it but you know it's fucking rough not everybody can have that circle of friends not everybody can chill with that those people that you know want to be there for them all the time it's like cutthroat Mm. it's cutthroat about how you handle your shit well i mean you guys when you were in lorna show you guys really felt like each step you were making was momentum building it seemed like getting bigger and bigger you know by the time uh psalms or palms i'm not very good yeah by the time that came out you guys were getting bigger and bigger and you're becoming a bit of a name within the scene you know people knew who you guys were and then you dropped flesh coffin and then it felt like out of nowhere lorna shaw went quiet and then bang you just you're in chelsea grin I mean, obviously, there's more to it, but what happened? Was it, okay, I think Lorna Shore are going as far as I can. My environment here is not what I need. It's not helping me grow. Or was it too good of an opportunity to turn down to move to Chelsea? Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know. In my mind, I just felt like the band was making, you know, level moves. And by level moves, I mean, we weren't moving from the slot we were getting. Mm-hmm. Our pay was staying the same for, like, eight years you know in the beginning maybe we were making 150 a show then the gradual 250 a show then 350 a show and you know that's crazy because over the years it's like you think with every release you do and with more you do and all the youtube videos you get you do and all that bullshit you would get more of a pay you know Mm. our demand up obviously because like the internet helps with that but you know i don't know it's it just was too good of an opportunity to say no to. Mm. It's like playing uh, minor league baseball, and then you get a fucking email from the Mets, and the Mets are like, yo, um, what are you thinking? We've been watching you, and we would love to have you part of the team. Would you like to join the Mets, or would you like to stay with your fucking minor league team? You're like, um, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. And bad against the guys. You know, they're great, hardworking people. You know, opportunity is opportunity no matter who you are. And you know, I'd, I'd hope that if any of them had the opportunity to go anywhere else, they would they'd probably do the same. And, you know, maybe they'd say differently. But for me, it was just something that I wanted to do. And, you know, regardless as to what may people may think or say about me or have to judge, I guess, towards me, you know, um, I'm definitely in a better situ- uh, situation than I was before. And were you – was there any nerves or um... – 
you know, personal expectations because, you know, you're, you are jumping up to the majors, as, as you put it, and you're coming into a band that's very well established. It's got a big fan base. Um, you mentioned Chelsea Grin, if you're into heavy music, whether you like them or not, everyone knows the name. Um, you're coming in. Are you worried that, you know, am I going to do this justice? Am I, am I, am I going to do well at this? Or are you just looking at it like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. Balls to the wall. Let's just fucking kick it out of the park. Well, here's the thing, you know, everybody has expectations and everybody wants you to do what they want. But, you know, I went into it doing what I wanted to do. But at the same time, the guys in the studio or the guys in the band, you know, I asked them, I'm like, what would you like to hear? What what do you want me to lean towards? You know, this is still I don't feel like it's my band. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel really a part of it. I am still got quite a bit of time to pay my dues as anybody else, because, you know, they've been doing this for multiple years. Um, but I was nervous, you know, as anybody would be. It wasn't easy. You know, I was getting real fucked up messages on the Internet, people telling me to, like, kill myself and shit. And really? he, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You have no idea. For like a month, I had no, I was so depressed. Really? Was, yeah. Honestly, fuck everyone. Fuck. <laughs> anybody, anybody who tries to talk shit, they don't got the balls to say it to your face. And you know that's cancer. That's human malignant cancer. And you know that's the problem with what I talk about with social media. Motherfuckers like to act like their balls are bigger than their heads, but they're soft as sh- dog shit, and they will never say it to your face. And the problem is the internet grants even the, the biggest of sodomites the voice mm-hmm. and they have a voice no matter what and whoever listens choose to listen but when they're directing it towards someone you kind of have no choice but to read it that's fuck that's fucked up i mean that is that is the dark side that i think a lot of people um, don't realize or are willing to acknowledge is that there are these keyboard warriors that you know you're doing something for yourself and you're not fucking anyone over you're doing your life but their thing is that they believe they need to degrade you and put you down and beat on you because that makes them feel a better person because we don't go to their job and criticize them when they switch companies you know sometimes everyone changes jobs it's it's a thing that happens doesn't matter what industry you're in everyone changes jobs but we don't hound on them when they change from uh walmart to target do we yeah I mean, I care what anybody careless what anybody does really. It's it's fucked up. Um, Eternal Nightmare came out of the gates really hot. Like that's a really hot album. That's fucking. I mean, for you, not only hot but the band as a as a whole. Um, when you came in, what was the writing process like? Was it kind of like already written and then was like, all right, join in, or was it half written? You had to add pieces. Well, everything was you know basically written when it, whether it was the music and lyrics i only got to write three songs the three songs were like my tryout kind of sort of because like not only was i there to do it i was under the gun and mm-hmm. it was the last two weeks that they were in the studio because you know things happened and alex wasn't able to do what he had to do and you know he had to leave and go do his thing and you know, it was just weird. It was stressful for them. They had a lot of money invested into it, like a lot of money. And, you know, they wanted to get it done regardless. You know, they wanted to just get the best product ever. And, you know, we were all stressed. Everyone, every single one of us, them more than I, because it was their baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it was me stepping in and seeing what I could do. So so with um, with Chelsea now, you know, you guys have been pretty much 
last year touring pretty consistently non-stop this year it's kind of the same seems like the ball's really rolling um a question is and it's kind of a it's an interesting one i i'd love your take on what music is like now in 2019 and what i mean by that is we've got streaming and stuff so music's more accessible but a downside of that is that if you're not in people's faces 24 7 they seem to kind of forget about bands and then sometimes you're having to push upstream and make them remember you so being in a band that is have got so so much momentum with a new album lots of tours are you going to have to keep going are you going to have to release a new album soon or an ep are you just going to have to keep touring we're writing man we gotta we're writing a record again do you do you feel that um music's become a bit too what's the word um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but basically, it's it's become really takeaway. It's real simple. Like if people take it and then forget about it, you know. Well, I think everybody's got what they like to see for the minute or the week that they like what they like. You know, there's flavor of there's flavor of the week bands. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, you're right. Last night, there's flavor of the week bands, and there's you know people that or they really, you know, they really put a lot of thought into their music. But, you know, um, there's some bands that, you know, they're, I'm not going to say lackluster, but they're a little bit more on the simpler side. And But you listen to most shit on the radio, and it's simple as fuck. So can you hate on it for being simple, or do you hate on it because you didn't think about it? Mm. So really, two different ways you can look at it, you know. I never jock anybody's grind, you know. Everyone works hard for what they want. Everyone sees their music as something they put a lot of work into and you know it's really what it boils down to is respecting everyone because not everybody is going to like what you like not everybody's gonna not like what you not like you know what i mean it's or not everybody's gonna dislike what you like or whatever you know what i mean it's Mm. it's a weird way to see it man well the other thing that's really weird nowadays is everything has to have a subgenre. it just can't be metal or it just can't be heavy metal I understand it's for accessibility. I understand that, you know, people have these genres like, oh, for bands like blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you could, there's bands that call, okay, so you, I always, I love giving this example. Um, brings a Saturn. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people call them in core. Um, I think they're just a really technical fucking death metal band that writes about aliens. I don't think that there is such thing as alien core. I don't, I, I think that is the most preposterous thing ever, <laughs> you know, but people like to say what they like and, you know, you can't, I guess, knock it, but this is my opinion and people will knock my opinion, but, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, well, your opinion's stupid because, you know, it doesn't matter what I think. It ultimately matters what, how people can access the music. And if you fucking need to remember that they're an alien core band and not re- remember the band name, I mean, go ahead, shoot for the fucking moon, but. I just think it's just outrageous that people make up these fucking names for everything. Like, you got heavy metal bands, you got death metal bands, you know, I'm sure there's speed metal bands, you know, thrash mm. metal. That's the that's the most that I can imagine, but, like, at this point, there's all these fucking genres, and it's just like, um, why don't you just remember the band name? Yeah. And then, you know, kind of there, go from there. What about being, what about the pressures of being in a band nowadays i mean 
uh, I think some people forget that being in a band isn't easy. You know, you're away from home, um, you're on the road a lot of the time. And I'll be good with you, man. This is the most. Uh, I've never felt more. This is going to sound kind of morbid. I have never felt more depressed in my life. Whoa. Because, you know, it's being under the radar so much more. And, you know, I kind of love the anonymous, the anonymous, the anonymous. Oh my God. The anonymity. Yeah. Anonymous. Yeah. I love being, you know, I, being hot behind the curtain and kind of, you know, I hate the idea of being out in the open and being out in the open makes you an easy shot. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, you look at it for whatever you want to see, but yeah, with like I'll quote Spider Man, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, with with all this shit that you begged for, for all that attention you wish you had when you were younger, guess what, baby? When you get it, it's heavy. That crown be heavy, and it's a lot, and it's a lot of scrutiny, it's a lot of finger pointing, it's a lot of hatred. Also, there's good, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of people opening up to you about what you've done for them in their life. There's a lot of people that are grateful for what you do. But on the other hand, you get to miss people being born. You miss people die. You miss weddings. You miss all the things that you want to be there for. But you're there making, I guess, some money. Depending, I don't give a fuck how big the band is, you know. Unless you are making hella money, it's just sometimes feels like it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. To, and, you know, I'll never be ungrateful for what I have. And I'll always be thankful for the position that I have, but goddamn, sometimes it's just too much. And sometimes it's just, you know, the microscope is just too big. And I've, you know, dude, it's just, I've lost sleep over some shit. I've uh, never felt more, more like, what's the word? I just feel just under the gun always so all how do you how do you deal with it like what i mean and you know it's all it's almost like i don't know how mm. and there's there's days where like my stomach is in knots it's in so much it's like so much pressure like bro it's like i usually i used to smoke so much weed i don't even smoke weed now because that shit gives me anxiety Oof. it's like some of the best things that i used to enjoy i don't enjoy anymore and it I don't know what it what happened to me. I don't know how people who are so famous handle it. I could never imagine being someone that had the paparazzi watching you because I can barely handle the shit that I have now. And it's, dude, like I said before, that cr that that crown is heavy, boy. And prepare for your neck to have to support it. That's all I gotta say. Do you do you find? Um that off time is literally you have to take advantage of it. You have to recharge and is lyrics an important part for you because it gives you the chance to vent and um, let it all out. It depends, you know, it's just, I don't know how to even explain that because like, can you really put your opinion and feelings out there without destroying yourself? Mm. Can you really talk about politics without really look, being looked at like a scumbag? Can you really put your opinion out there for people to not judge the fuck out of you? Because sometimes you got to write so that people can enjoy it before you enjoy it. And, you know, I'm not saying that I don't write things that I don't enjoy, but I don't know, man. 
look out there. Perfect example. You have all these fucking, all these new metal songs, man. They're all about people wanting to fucking end their lives. It's just something that I've been noticing. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you have the new Falling in Reverse song and it, you know, I'm not saying I don't like these bands at all. I'm just saying it's something I've noticed. You know, like a new Falling in Reverse song, it talks about like, you know, is he's like hanging there with the noose around his neck, and maybe I'm just misconstruing the song, or you know, the, the new White Chapel where Phil's sitting there loading a fucking gun in the music video, just contemplating suicide. You know, it's just a real dark thing, and I get it. It's something that they're expressing, and I get it. It's something that they're putting out there, but. If you're not realizing that everybody's feeling this way, it's kind of scary, mm. you know. And the only escape for the mainstream world is people that are like Cardi B and whatever the fuck hip hop is the next cool thing for the three days that the internet chooses for it to be cool. You know, it's it's a big game of cat and mouse, man. Yeah, and I think also sometimes even if you are venting and offloading all that issues, that doesn't mean it necessarily makes it any better. There's no guarantee that throwing it all out well, there. Power. Just realize the power that you have, and you affect a lot of little-ass people's lives. And the people that really take that shit to heart can really maybe hurt themselves. And, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not talking any shit here. I mm. love both mm. those bands. I'm talking about Watch Apple Sick, Fallen Reverse Sick. I'm just saying. Mm. I've been noticing the latest fucking thing is just people being very, very, like, anti-life. And, you know, it's just something I see. And, You'd figure that's there for people to listen to and they'll go, oh, yeah, I feel this. I totally feel this. You know, this hits home for me, you know, but where do you go from there? Yeah. That song is just there for you to go. I agree with this, but where where is that that creative, you know, the positive creative side? And, you know, sometimes I wonder, it's like, can I even write what I'm really feeling and without people being like, ha, this shit sucks. Where's the brutality or where's the this, where's the that? And don't get me wrong, the world is filled with brutality. Go watch the fucking news. <laughs> if it's fake bullshit that's there to keep you scared for whatever reason, it's some bullshit war that's happening overseas or someone's getting shot or someone's getting raped or someone's getting fucking blown up in a fucking IED or someone's beating an animal, someone's fucking putting chemicals in the food. It's like, where do you look for the positive shit? Where can you look? Because your idols are feeling the same way you're feeling. Yeah, and then you throw into the fact that everyone is addicted to social media, and social media is a very negative, hateful, um, horrible place as well, because you mentioned in there that if you say something or write something, someone's going to have a go at you, and they're going to outlash at you. I mean, in... You come across as maybe someone you'd you'd love to just step away from all the social media and just not have that. I mean, have you thought? I, of... I wish I didn't have any of it, but I know I have to have it for business. I mean, it's it's, it's messed up that I mean something that a lot of people love um, are using it towards you in a negative, hateful way. It's it's and that's left me speechless. I don't get speechless much, but that. that you know, I don't think a lot of people realize the shit they're doing online, what it can impact. Um, I think they know what it does, but they just don't have regard for it because they feel pain as well. Fuck. So it's just wild, wild world, man. That's a fucked up world, man. It's, we really are. Um, and anyone that can't really 
acknowledge it, I think, is in denial, is really. Yeah, or they just don't want to see it. Yeah, it's fucked. Fucked. Um, well, I'll get one more question out and then we'll look to wrap things up. But I, I just first off want to say that I love that someone like yourself is very honest about that because I'm someone that's battled with depression and anxiety. My wife goes through anxiety. Just being out in public creates her have panic attacks. Yeah. So um, just hearing someone like yourself know, goes through that, uh, it's not nice knowing someone else goes through that, but just knowing that it, you're not alone with people that struggle is... Oh, I know. We all definitely do struggle. It's just that something that nobody wants to deal with, but mm. we all do. Um, want to ask you about kind of your goals when you started out in a band, you know. What I want to your... buy my dad a house. Really? That's what I want to do. I want to buy, I don't give a fuck about, like, this is the only thing that I own that's nice. It's Ooh. a fucking chain. And, like, everything else I have is, I guess, some clothes. I don't got a house. I don't got a car. You know, it's like, look at it as you may. You know, you put you put your money where you feel like it belongs and, you know, one of these days, I wish I made enough money so I could do something for my parents for what they've done for me, keeping me alive. You know, everybody can say that bullshit. I didn't have to be here. We'll deal with it, pussy. You're here. Mm. Um, make the best of it. So, like, I don't know. It's uh, I just want to do good. I want to be able to do good. I've grown so much as a person. And, you know, everybody, I like that everybody makes mistakes and all that shit. And, you know. The make of the man is not what he's done, it's who he's become. And yes. I feel like people focus on too much of what people have done rather than what they've become. And, you know, I just want to do good. That's all I want to do. And I never wanted to be fucking Lamborghini man. I never wanted to be fucking bitches in the Ferrari man. I just want to be able to make sure my parents are happy, that my niece goes to college, that my parents are safe, that I can pay my bills, that, you know, everybody can have a little bit of fun from time to time, maybe take them on vacation. It's like, I don't know, man. I just feel like I don't want the same things that everybody else wants. And, you know, maybe I'm contradicting myself when I say I have a chain. Maybe people think I'm contradicting myself when I have only some nice clothes that I have to show for being myself. And it's like, who are you to judge, mm. you know? I have something that makes me happy, let it make me happy because I'm sure you have something that makes you happy and I would never want to smother that out. I think I think your your goals are epic to be honest. I think I think I hope I think that's you know I'd love to be able to do that one day as well for my my mum. I'd want to support her and make sure she's safe and she's happy like you said with with your parents. I mean that that's a shows a quality in yourself that I think not a lot of people have. Um mm -hmm about it is man time is ticking yeah and i know live. yeah we don't get a lot of time unfortunately it's pretty it yeah. goes quick um now i want to end things off which is my my personal little favorite thing and it's called pick your poison now what we do here man is i, I just go through some things and you get two options and you pick your favorite of the two um and it's things like games movies, music, uh, food. It's just, you know, if you had had to pick one of the two, which would you stay with? Okay. Okay. 
So we go pizza or a burger? Pizza, because I don't eat meat. Okay. Uh, would you go Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway? Indian takeaway, because there's a lot more uh, spice and it's a lot less grease. Yep. Uh, would you prefer to cook at home or dine out at a restaurant? I'd love to cook at home because I know that no one's spitting in my food. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I uh, used to be a chef, so I do know what people can do to food. People are heartless. Oh, yeah. drop your food. Let me put it back on yeah. the plate. Oh, two-second roll. Um, yeah, like, sorry, Charlie. Would you prefer to watch a movie at home or in the cinema? Home so you can focus on it, but cinema because of the popcorn smell. It's really a hit or miss, man. And, you know, you're in the cinema. Some people may maybe on their phone. Maybe you get a seat you don't like. But at least at your home, you get a seat you like. You're comfortable. You can be fucking butt naked if you want and watching the movie, you know. Probably at home would be the best. Also, at home, you can pause it if you suddenly need to go to the toilet or something. You don't miss oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You've got the right idea as well. Do you prefer beach or snow? Snow. Oh. Wow. Okay. I love, love I love the cold. I love being cold. Uh you can never take off enough clothes when it's hot, but you could always put on enough when it's cold. Hey, well put. Uh snowboard or ski? Snowboard. Okay. Um okay. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh PlayStation. Okay. Uh I was gonna say PC, but I'm I'm new to the PC world. Uh, Super Nintendo, uh, SNES, or NES? Super Nintendo. Okay. Uh, Mario or Zelda? Ooh, that's a, uh, I'll go Zelda because I'm a, I'm a man of challenge. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Okay. Wolverine or Deadpool? Wolverine, because he has more honor. Yep. Uh, cat or dog? Dog. Hey, fuck yeah. That's the only one that's of importance to me. Um, yeah. Dogs will be by your side until you die. Cats, the second you die, they'll start eating your body. Yeah, they also, they, they won't come home for days. They don't care. Yeah. They don't They're care. They're a little slow. Um, Terminator or Predator? Predator, because people suck. <laughs> um, Terminator trying to save humanity. Fuck that. <laughs> people don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, Rambo or Rocky? Rambo, because guns. Yes. Uh, Freddy or Jason? Jason, because he's just badass as fuck. Jason, uh, Freddy's just creepy-ass dude with fucking long nails. Yeah, and he hangs out in your dreams. It's a bit fucking weird. Yeah, he's soft. Jason yeah. literally beats your door down and chops you the fuck up and is like, bye. <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, 100%. Uh, South Park or Simpsons? South Park. Even if, you actually, you know what? I take that back. Simpsons was, was the first South Park because, you know, South Park was just the this generation's way of keeping you in touch with the news while still shitting on the news, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Matt Groening, I think that's how you pronounce his name, has predicted over 100 things on... Yes. On a, he might be a time traveler. Yeah, something trippy about that. Yeah, they keep showing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there's things people aren't telling us. That's all I'm going to say. 
Um, Slayer or Pantera? Pantera. Uh, Cannibal Corpse or Black Dahlia Murder? Black Dahlia Murder. Cap, yeah, yeah. Caps, Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, despised Icon or Whitechapel? Oof. Both paved the road. That's a hard mm. one. Uh, maybe Despised Icon. Hey, nice. Yeah, Despised Icon, because I listened to them a lot more growing up. You know, I I was, when I wanted to play drums, like, bro, listen to that fucking drummer and tell you, you, you will, like, you wish you could do that. You know, when I got older, I started getting into the heavier shit. So, Phil, you know, Phil Bozeman was always someone I looked up to. But, you know, def- I, I'd have to say as far as I can. There's also something about their dual vocal delivery that was unique as they well. I watched them play, and he had a fucking uh, a hernia, and he Ooh. still screamed the show. He screamed, a, he screamed every night, and he had a hernia. Fuck, dude. Yeah, the, the shorter gentleman with the beard who does, yeah. like, the squeals. And every night he would get off stage and puke his fucking brains out. Now that that everyone anyone listening that just gives you more reason to love Despise Icon. Loved Whitechapel too, but that's just Oh yeah. That's fucking shit. Wow. Um mic grabs or stage dives? Stage dives because mic grabs can get sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um now when you go to a show, would you prefer to watch it from the mosh pit or up near the sound desk? Down the soundboard, because I'm a man of sound. I don't want to be where everyone's going crazy. I love to hear music, not to partake in it. Um, would you prefer to tour for the rest of your life or record for the rest of your life? Both are very rewarding, but I'd have to say, I don't know, man. It depends how you want to see it. You know, you get those endorphins from a live setting and recording. You know, you get to stay home while still getting to do music, but you have that bug to want to get out. So that's really, it's really 50-50. It's the curse of being a musician. You're coming and going. You're stopping and staying. It's whatever, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, that's a hard one. Uh, we'll say that's a draw. The draw, for sure. Uh, last one. Would you prefer to own an album, CD, vinyl, or on your phone? Uh, I would prefer to own a record because even if they do run out, I have never heard a better sounding music. I, I got to listen to my old bands uh music on record i was like how come i don't hear that on cd mm-hmm. and it's because the record just shows you so much more there's so much depth to it and you know if you ever want to hear a band for what they are go buy it on vinyl and you'll listen to the band as as they are um tom absolute legend man that's how it's done yeah, you too uh really really value and appreciate everything you said and just gave us i think a very honest insight and yeah, much love, much respect, brother. Like that's thank you, man. That's dope. And look forward to seeing you guys when you smash our shores with Born of Osiris too. Dog, let me tell you something. Prepare yourself. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna bring the fucking whomping, and hopefully I get to see you at the show. And we can catch up and shoot the shit and talk some more. Oh, definitely, I'll be there, man. I've already got my ticket pumped. So, okay. all um, right, I look forward to it. And smash out this tour, man, and um. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you start, you know, achieving some things that bring some light to your mental capacity and you know, trying block out the bullshit, bring in the positive. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, man. Definitely trying. Sometimes it it shines brighter than the good stuff, and that's what sucks. But doing my best, as I hope you are as well. All right, brother, you take care, and um, I'll speak to you soon. Very soon, man. Thank you again for your time. Ah, uh, thank you, brother.
So that was my chat with Tom from Chelsea Grin. And at the end there, you heard Chelsea Grin's track Hostage and also their track See You Soon. Both of those songs are from the band's most recent album, Tom's debut for the band called Eternal Nightmare. So guys, usually at this stage, I tell you to get online, get down to your stores, delve into discographies. So as you heard there, Eternal Nightmare is the first album Tom's on with Chelsea Grin. Make sure you dive into that. Also, if you want to discover where he really cut his chops and got going, make sure you also check out Lorna Shaw. Thank you again, Tom. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. Looking forward to hanging out and catching up when you hit Australia very soon. So that's it, guys. That's the Mosh Zone, episode 68. Done, dusted, all wrapped up, locked away for this fucking week. Guys, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you come back over future weeks on future episodes. If you're a regular listener, thank you as always for tuning in and hope you come back in future weeks. This time of the show is when I remind you that we need your help to get out to more listeners. So if you've got a few moments this week and you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social medias. Also, tell everyone you know about the Mosh Zone. Help us out. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. Also, at this time of the show, I need to remind you that if you want to find Mosh News and Mosh Reviews, we have it all on our website and social medias. Our website is www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget, you can also get in touch through our email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. Get in touch, guys. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. There's not much else to talk about. That is all of my rambling done. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the pitch.